ladies and gentlemen. I am back from sickness. I'm still not completely over this, so I apologize in advance for the nasally and kind of raspiness of my voice right now. That's why I did not record last week and publish anything. Judge those who notice. It's mostly Bryce and Matthew who get on me and motivate me to come back despite sounding like I spend my nights being vengeance. But beside that, I am indeed back and this week with another message. Now, those of you who know me really know, really well know that I love what I, what I call keeping a pulse on the news. I love knowing exactly what the headlines are and knowing exactly what's going on in our culture, trying to keep up on all the, not fads, such as fashion, because who cares about fashion, but, you know, politics and all the real society guttery stuff. I love it. I'm kind of a political nerd, if you will. But all the recent headlines have shown me that we live in a ridiculous society and the phrase I've picked, it's pretty common, but the phrase I've picked for today is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Doesn't that just really sum up the society we're living in right now? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. In my opinion, we now have lived in a culture in which we just hate accountability. We hate taking accountability for our mistakes that we've made. We never admit to stuff that we have done wrong, but we are more than willing to see what others have done wrong because they do wrong all the time. And well, we do no wrong, so it's all them. I make no mistakes. It's insert X and they did everything wrong. Why don't they fix their stuff and that will fix everything? That will fix society. If X is whatever, you know, like I said, insert X. If X, you know, fixes whatever's going on with them, society as a whole will improve because you know it's not anything i've done because what i've done is perfect because you know i ha don't have any accountability or integrity to speak of it's kind of like i mentioned the other week when i was talking about how who are the real hypocrites because you can only be a hypocrite if you have standards and morals you live by if you have no standards or morals well then you're not a hypocrite because you have nothing to stand on but if you have something to stand on and you have you know foundations under you of morals and guidances then eventually you will have wronged those because we're all human and have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god but we need to own it recognize it and move on otherwise we're just a bunch of people living in glass houses with yards full of stones think about that everyone is living in a glass glass house full of yards just overwhelming full of stones so we're over here chucking stones through these glass houses being like man this is great I mean these people are awful they deserve this meanwhile you don't have a front wall because it's been destroyed by all the stones been thrown at you because you haven't gone in and dragged out all the skeletons that are being visible through your glass house pulled them out allowing you to go in clean out the house and rebuild it and not have a glass house anymore because, well, you don't have any skeletons because you have no accountability. The Bible has a great verse on this. I saw it today as I was doing some research for this episode. It's James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. <clears throat> I'm going to reread that second part to you because it seems really powerful sense to me. The prayer of a righteous person 
has great power as it is working. Now, notice that the Bible doesn't just say confess your sins to God, and it says that a lot, which is a very key thing. You must go confess your sins to God, or if you're Catholic, go confess them to your, is it the father, the, the preacher? You got to go do some form of confession. But you can't just confess to God. You must confess to one another and pray for one another, just like you must pray for your enemies, you must pay for your brothers and sisters. Again, sorry for the voice. I'm kind of messing up my R's and S's right now, but I'm going to power through for you guys. Because this message needs to be heard. Because we totally live, I mean, tell me, comment down below if I'm wrong. Do we not live in a culture full of people who just hate accountability? If I'm wrong, tell me. And I'll argue with you in the comments. But I'm really going to dive into this section here. I didn't have this plan, but I'm going to dive in on the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Go think about the people in your life, and you may have a hard time thinking of them, depending on where you live, but of a person who has accountability and is open and honest about their weaknesses as a person and the mistakes they've made. They might be an older person who admits that they made a lot of mistakes and then they own up to them and then teach you not to do it. I've kind of probably touched on this in the past of how if you have older people, you gotta you can't just blow them off and be like, okay, boomer. You have to recognize that they've been through stuff and that's probably why they're saying what they're saying. Because we, we also have no respect in this culture, but that's the message I think I've already hit on. Really tackling all these subjects here. These are the people in your life who probably have the greatest causes of goodness around them. They're probably generating the most good things around them. Now, I myself spend a lot of time, kind of oddly, with older gentlemen. I spend a lot of time with a personal trainer who's almost in his 60s. I spend a lot of time with my papa, who is in his 60s. Both these men have lived significantly longer than me at 18. And have been through what I call a lot of stuff. You can insert the word stuff with other stuff. With another word. <laughs> they've been through a lot and they've seen a lot. And I listen to what they tell me because I'm always itching to know how I can improve myself. Because I've really worked on having accountability and owning my mistakes. I've always come in, well, first of all, let me just be honest, I, I'm a terrible liar. You can see probably on camera that I have a natural red complexion. Yeah, when I lie, I just turn tomato red. It's ridiculous. I'm like a walking lie detector. I just, it's awful. I can't lie. And because of that, I've learned to just be honest pretty much about everything. And it's turned out really well for me in most aspects of my life. I mean, I probably could flirt better if I could lie a little bit, but... You know, it is what it is. You got to try to just be honest with yourself and learn the mistakes you've made, analyze the mistakes these other people have made, and between all those lessons, learn from them and prove yourself. And if you go and improve yourself, you'll be able to drag those skeletons out, throw them out in the yard and be like, look guys, I'm going to throw these skeletons onto my yard of stones. I'm going to let you all see them. And I'm going to quit throwing stones at you and take all the stones in my yard. I'm going to go build them around my house. Because I've cleaned out all my skeletons. I'm going to focus on throwing less stones and fixing my house. So that when my house is hit by stones, it's going to do nothing. Because I've rebuilt my life and the foundations of the principles of Jesus. 
What about you guys? So don't be the guy with no home because it's been shattered by the stones that you've thrown at other houses. Be the guy who guts the skeletons out and then takes the, th the stones he's thrown and the stones thrown at him and rebuilds his home. Thank you guys for watching A to Y and I will see you next time.